Welcome to the Great Trials Podcast, where you get a behind-the-scenes look at America's greatest trials with the trial lawyers who tried them. And now, your hosts, Steve Lowry and Yvonne Godfrey. Please rise. Court is now in session. Welcome to the Great Trials Podcast. Uh, This is our introduction or uh, teaser episode. I'm here with uh, Yvonne Godfrey. I'm Steve Lowry, and we welcome you to... uh, to the first podcast. How are you doing, Yvonne? I'm good. How are you? I should say uh, welcome back, even though this is technically our first show, but uh, we had to delay this a little bit because you were one of uh, 190 people in the U.S. to get E. coli from romaine lettuce. Uh, yes, that's How true. How does that feel? That's true. I feel very famous. Right. This is the you most famous. Special, yeah, right? yeah. One of five cases in Georgia. Um, yeah, I got I have to say that um like thinking about those odds, if somebody had told me, oh, you know, there's like 200 people who've gotten, I'd be like, okay, that's basically zero people. Like right. I'm never going to get that. Right. You know, the just the odds were so low. So the fact that I got it, you know, we talked about it's like playing the lottery except instead of getting money, right. you pay money to hospitals. <laughs> right, right. And you have knives in your stomach, yeah, basically. Exactly. Pain and uh, yeah. I'm sure lots of nausea and yeah. all kinds of bad things happening. Yeah. But that's a that's a certain kind of lottery, just the bad one. <laughs> right. Those odds are pretty are right. pretty bananas. Well, welcome back. We're glad to have you, and uh, I hope you're feeling okay now. I am. I am. I'm I'm, I'm back to um, podcast strength. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, this is the Great Trials podcast, and uh, this episode uh, we're supposed to tell everybody why we're doing this and what we're hoping to accomplish uh, from this podcast. So, um, Yvonne, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, well, I, so I think one of the things, um, so I have actually actively participated in trials to a verdict four times. Right. And I think when I, when I, you know, sit in a trial that I'm actually working on, it's all kind of a blur. I can't, I can't really think about what happened day by day after even a week, you know, yeah. it just, you know, it's a constant, constant work, constant stress. But when I either watch other people do things in a trial that I'm in, or when I'm lucky enough to watch somebody else in trial, one of my main questions is always, did they plan to do this? Did they know if they asked this question, a witness would say this, you know, was this on the fly adapting to circumstances? And so one of the things I want to do with this podcast, when we talk to people who have had try, who have, you know, um, tried their own cases is find out, you know, how much they had to adapt on the fly, how much changed when they were in the courtroom versus how much did they anticipate and prepare for? Yeah. And you know, that's, uh, that's interesting because, uh, I think, you know, you think about trial so much when you're getting ready for it, and you try to think about you know everything that could happen, what could go right, what could go wrong, how are things going to get answered. But you can never anticipate a hundred percent of things, and I, I, obviously every lawyer does things differently. I know lawyers who sketch out you know from beginning to end their questions and exactly how they're going to ask them and what they hope to accomplish. Uh, I'm not one of those lawyers, and I know uh, you know. My partners are not those types of lawyers. We like, uh, I like to uh, write out bullet points of things I want to make sure that I get to so I don't forget them. But at the same time, you can really listen to the witness. And if the witness takes you down a different path that you hadn't even thought about, but it might be good for the case, then you kind of go with that for a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, I uh, I think that's uh, that's definitely something uh, interesting here, and I know that um, uh, we're going to hear some great stories about that, and I know we'll be hearing some very soon from uh, from a podcast that we've already recorded about some of the great stories that they had uh, with uh, some demonstratives that they used in the uh, in the trial right. with witnesses. Um, Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, something that will be uh, great to hear for people to hear about. Uh, my idea for what I would hope to accomplish with this podcast is because um, it was your idea. Well, I like how I, you yeah, let yes, me start. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, I wanted to so, ask you, I wanted to put you on the spot because I knew you. I knew you uh, hadn't specifically told you I was going to ask you. I was like, so. well, when I had this idea for this podcast, that yeah. was not my idea. <laughs> it was your idea. So, what, what were you hoping that we well, could do? Well, uh, I mean, you know, I've always enjoyed going and hearing, uh, you know, trial lawyers talk about their their trials, and obviously, you know. Where lawyers uh, like to talk about their successes and don't, you know, much like to talk about their uh, losses. But uh, you know, uh, any lawyer who's out there trying cases has their losses too. Uh, but you know, and you hear some great stories, and you hear about, you know, strategy, uh, theming, how things are put together, how you're going to present a witness. You know, particular difficulties in a trial, uh, if there's a particularly uh, difficult witness on the other side that, you know, comes across very well and you got to figure out how to cross-examine that person and, um, in, in, in an effective way for the jury. Uh, or, um, you, you know, if, if for instance, you know, all cases have... Um, what we call warts on them, you know, have problems with them. And, uh, you know, sometimes you've got a, a client with a criminal record or something else is going to come out. And so figuring out how you're going to present that to the jury uh, in a way that won't hurt your case, or at least, you know, if, if you know that something bad is going to come out, you know, a bad fact for your case, how are you going to address that? You know, do you hit it head on, which I, you know, is generally the way we like to do things is, is hit bad news right up front, head on with the jury so that we're the ones who, who tell them about it. Um, you know, but th there can always be differences. So I, so I, I want to hear great trial lawyers talk about some of their great trials and hopefully uh, everybody can learn something from each of those. Uh, and, you know, I think mainly this podcast is directed towards lawyers, uh, especially lawyers who want to go in the courtroom and who want to try cases. But I also think it'll be interesting for people who um, just are interested in what happens in the courtroom and some of the behind the scenes that you don't see in the courtroom or don't hear about and, uh, and what it took to, um, you know, put the case together and resulted in a usually a, a great verdict on this show since it's called great trials i think it's going to be uh, right. great verdicts for right. your clients so. i hope i hope that we do I, I think it would be cool i'd like to see if we can get somebody to talk to us about a loss only because that's where you learn stuff unfortunately is when you screw stuff up um and so you know it's not very good self-promotion but i hope i hope we can get talk somebody into maybe in conjunction with talking about a big win um talking about a big loss but the, I, I think you're right. I mean, the thing is, like, if you've ever sat on a jury before, then I know a lot of um, that sparks a lot of interest in people for how trials come together and what's happening behind the scenes, since especially when you're on a jury, you, you can't know about it. And then, you know, there's also just so many people who, I mean, how many movies and TV shows and stuff are there about lawyers? And I think it's because um, 
especially trial. I mean, trial is the most interesting part, really. Right. So it's definitely, I hope that this podcast will not just be for, a, for people with legal training, right. legal background. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the problem with, you know, hearing about trials and, and even TV shows is that it, it takes about an hour on the TV show to go from filing a case till you get in your verdict right. uh, at the end, which uh, I Surpri- wish it happened Surprise witnesses right, and right, all exactly. that stuff. Yeah, people standing up in the, uh, in the <laughs> audience saying, I'm the one who did it, you know, <laughs> New Perry evidence. Mason style. New evidence right. that comes right. in at the end. Right, right, yeah. exactly. I, uh, that hasn't happened yet in my career. I'm hoping for it, you know, <laughs> yeah. one day. Um, yeah. But uh, so, um, well, you know, since this is what we're trying to do and we, we plan on having a, a number of great uh, lawyers on this show talk about some of their uh, some of their cases and to, and to hear how they did that. Um, let's uh, tell the people who we are a little bit. So, Yvonne, um, why don't you're you gonna, start I'm gonna, off? I'm going to make you start again. Yeah, yeah you're going to let me go first. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm Yvonne Godfrey. I um, and I'm originally from Tennessee. I graduated from law school at University of Georgia in 2011. I worked at the 11th Circuit for two years in the motions unit. So that was a lot of completely different from what we do now. That was And for all those non-lawyers, what's the 11th Circuit? The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. So that is the, uh, the appellate court for the, um, in the federal jurisdiction for Tennessee, I mean, I'm sorry, not Tennessee. Tennessee. That's a total lie. We with a mistake already. That's fine. That's fine. Georgia, <laughs> Alabama, and Florida. Sorry. Um, and when I was there, it was a lot. I reviewed a lot of um, pro se prisoner appeals, post-conviction stuff. I bet you got some really good Very, very interesting. You know, it really, I have to say, much like lawyers, there was a wide spectrum right. of very good writing and very not-so-good writing. And Was there any that really stick out in your mind like, and that you decided, you know, this guy desi- deserves a, a second chance, this guy or gal? Yeah. Th- I mean, there were several. It's a tough... By the time it gets to the 11th Circuit, that is a very st- tough standard of review because right. you've had your, um, you've already had your whole criminal trial, and then after that, you've usually had you're trying to get a certificate of appealability. You've had your post conviction stuff, right. and then somebody else is looking at it, and that would be me. But I wasn't making the decisions; so that would be a judge. So, um, a lot of it came down to the standard of review. Right. It really did. Yeah. It's a, yeah. for which I don't even know how to explain that for, to non-lawyers. Well, I mean, just so <laughs> it, it, if anybody doesn't understand, when we say pro se, that means somebody is writing this without a lawyer. So if you can imagine somebody who's in prison, in federal prison, uh, who is basically uh, writing this on a piece of paper, I, I'm imagining sometimes in pencil, pen, yeah. other things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they have their um, they have access to like a library or library or a computer, but some a lot of it was handwritten stuff and yeah, um, very interesting. It was a very interesting job. It was a very rewarding job. Yeah, um, it's uh, it is interesting. I, I uh, actually when I was in law school, I worked for the federal public defender for a uh, for a year when I was a third year, and uh, so we took all kinds of cases. Uh, you know, generally it was you know bank robberies, gun possession, or you know. Uh, illegal immigrants, a lot, a lot of the federal crimes, um, you know, and um, and you know, took on some very interesting clients uh, for yeah what they had done and, and how you have to try and explain that because when you're a public defender, you don't get to choose your cases; they just get given to you, and then you got to figure out the best way to defend them. Right. Yeah. So 
So like, for instance, when the, when the, you know, the guy was on camera, uh, you know, saying, give me all your money. And then he, you know, they have him on camera at the bank. He walks out and he taps another guy on his shoulder and asks him to change shirts with him. And he changes shirts, but he's still standing right there. <laughs> and when the police show up, he's still standing right out in front of the bank and he still has the note on him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so to try and, uh, you know, say how that, how yeah. he didn't, uh, or how he was innocent, that, that makes for some, uh, some difficult lawyer. How'd that go? Now, forget it, it, forget it. The intro podcast yeah, is over. Now right, this is right. a podcast about that guy. It did not go well. I mean, <laughs> we, we argued it as best we could. And, you know, I was only a law school student, so I wasn't arguing it, but I was trying to help come up with it. But uh, yeah. I have to say, some of the lawyers that, that were in this, this was in the uh, Oregon uh, Federal Public Defender's Office, are, were fantastic lawyers and did the best they could with some extremely tough cases. But that... Yeah, we knew that that case wasn't going to go very far. Yeah, that's so, t- that's yeah. tough. I mean, related to that, I think and I haven't finished talking about who I am, but which is the most important thing about this podcast. But um, that just makes me think about. I think as listening to the episodes that that in this podcast that people will get to talk to, I think it's important for for non lawyers to know how different different areas of the law, different states' law, really is, right. and then you add that on top of. Um, different cases and the facts that they involved and, 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 and what kind of case it is. And that's why, you know, lawyers can learn from other lawyers all the time. There's no, you know, there's no set amount of years that you do this and then suddenly you know everything. Right, exactly. Except for you. Right. Except for Steve, <laughs> yeah, who does no, know no, everything. That is uh, absolutely <laughs> uh, not true. And, uh, and, and uh, I try to, uh, to learn all the time from, uh, from the lawyers that I watch. And that's one of the things why I love uh, you know, listening to lawyers talk about their cases, because then you hear somebody do something that was totally different than uh, than you, um, and you know, and how it worked. And then you're like, well, that's a really good idea. And um, you know, for instance, uh, I'll just give one example. I heard uh, Chris Stewart, who's a, a great lawyer up in Atlanta, uh, talk about a case where uh, he was it was against a uh, motel where a guy had gone up walked up and said he had lost his room key they gave him a room key for this woman's room he you know he uses it goes in there and gets it and she gets raped and um and he got uh, a great verdict for her and hopefully we'll get chris on this show but uh what he did in closing which i thought was very effective uh was he had a number of room keys from this um from this hotel, and um, and as he was making his points about you know why the the hotel should be uh, held liable, he would take out another room key and just throw it on the floor. And he you know and by the time he was done making all of his points, there's like 30 room keys on the on oh the my floor. gosh, you're kidding! And it was just very powerful. Yeah. And um, you know things like that, you know where uh, you see somebody who just really uh, does a great job for their client. I thought you were gonna say that like they were room keys that he had gotten to other people's <laughs> rooms, like over right, like right. Yeah, exactly. just by saying oh. I lost my key to room whatever. That, that, that <laughs> would be, be great like, investigative really? work. I, would, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what he did. I think he was just able to get them somewhere, <laughs> somehow. Else. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so anyway, after the 11th Circuit off, Circuit's office, I um, came and worked here at Harris Lowry Mint and was my first job practicing. I've been here for almost exactly five years. And we're so glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I'm not just saying that because you're right. here in the room. Right, right, exactly. On a podcast <laughs> with me. It really has been fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, in those five years, there are many more cases that resolve in different ways, but four trials. So I'm still very new at it. I still find them stressful as hell. 
I basically don't eat the entire time. I don't sleep the whole time, yeah. um, which is not to make them sound miserable. I mean, they are, they're fun and exciting and it's a lot of emotions, but yes. so I have a lot to learn. So I love to hear what other people have to say. No. And I, I feel the same way. And it, it I know I feel the same way you do when it comes to how you survive through trial, because it is eating very poorly. You know, a lot of times you, you don't even feel like eating, sleeping terrible. Oh. Um, you know, many times just not being able to get to sleep at all. Uh, I'm a very early riser during trial, so I usually get up at 3 a.m. to prepare for my witnesses. Oh my gosh. And, um, and then I'll, go to, I'll try to go to bed early and then not sleep good. Um, but uh, so by the time you get done with trial, uh, I mean, you're just completely wiped out. And it's like a, you know, just a 24 hour, seven days a week adrenaline rush while you're in trial because you're constantly thinking of what's next and how you're going to handle it. And um, and yeah, so it's um, it's exhilarating. It's exciting. Uh, but at the same time, it's very draining. Um, and, you know, fortunately, we've uh, we've been very fortunate to have some great outcomes for our clients and we're. Uh, happy about that and um, we'll talk about a few of those as this show goes on yeah so what so I mean we've so we already started talking about how you don't sleep or eat during trial but right. so how did how did you get to this point where you still are starving yourself and <laughs> sleep deprived at trial well you know it, it, uh, I absolutely love being in trial but it sounds miserable right I yeah mean, so, I, I think I only um, like it when it's over right I think during it I'm pretty miserable yeah I mean I guess when you're in the <laughs> middle of it you feel like you're ready for it to be over yeah and then when it's over you're kind of like oh that was you know that was a lot great of fun. yeah exactly <laughs> so you, you, you only remember the good parts of it yeah uh I you know I've always been like that um uh I remember you asking me one time about uh you know do you ever get over the nerves in your stomach oh. and uh I no you don't I mean I, every morning at, at trial, you wake up with that. And, you know, and I think for most people, once you get talking, once you get in the middle of it, it, it sort of goes away and you're just in the moment at, at that time. Um, but I mean, there's nothing better uh, than being in trial and, you know, sort of matching wits with the other side. Uh, and, you know, and, and representing your client doing the absolute best job you can for them and hopefully getting a, uh, you know, great result for them. Uh, and, you know, sort of putting it all out there and, and um, letting your client know that you're, um, you know, uh, giving your full and best effort for them and, and willing to put everything on the line yeah. know, to help them in their case. Yeah. Um, I did make mine only about me and, right. and my and base, my stomach. This is a podcast about me and my stomach. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. E. coli <laughs> let's, aside. Let's, <laughs> let's change the title. Um, so what about you, Steve? T tell us about yourself. So, um, let's see. I, um, born in Ohio, moved, uh, uh, when I was very young to Maryland, uh, and I went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, uh, for undergrad. And, um, nobody knows where University of Maryland, Baltimore County is, except that in the last NCAA tournament, we beat the number one team in America, the University of Virginia. Um, so... That's my claim to fame. And I know, uh, for instance, that we have had a top four chess team for the last 15 years in wow. the United States. That's because uh, we're good at chess. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but, uh, but so went to UMBC uh, for undergrad and then went to uh, Northwestern School of Law, Lewis and Clark College out in Portland, Oregon uh, for law school, which uh, 
is a great school, great city, um, and I went out there because at the time I was really, really interested in doing environmental law, and that was the best environmental law school in the country. And I, we still do some environmental work, not near as much, um, you know, as what I was sort of prepared for at that school. But, um, but you know, and then uh, met my wife out there. Uh, she was from the East Coast. I was from the East Coast. We decided to move to Georgia. Uh, so we moved uh, to Atlanta. I worked for a year in Atlanta for a great lawyer there uh, named Joe Freeman. Um, and um, he's sort of a legendary um, trial lawyer on the defense side. We did a lot of defense work. And, um, and then um, Joe, unfortunately, uh, got cancer and passed away. And, uh, and so I started looking around for smaller towns. And so I found uh, a firm down here in Savannah um, called... Uh, at the time, it was Middleton, Adams, and Tate, and uh, it's gone through various iterations and now is, is no longer around, uh, but worked with a lot of, uh, lot of uh, very good people, a lot of interesting people uh, at that firm, and then uh, in 06, uh, started this firm, and, uh, and so and been here ever since. So I guess we're going on, what, 12 years, 13 wow, years? Wow, we should have done like a, did we do a 10, 10th year anniversary thing? Yeah, I think we, uh, you know, went woohoo. Did we? Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. And then we're like, okay, back to work. <laughs> I can't um, believe we didn't have a party or something. I don't know. Maybe we did. I can't. No, uh, we definitely didn't. I didn't yeah. even know it had been that long. No, it's been a long time. It, uh, it's, is it, it's is it too late a for a party? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. We can always plan something. Um, so, yeah, so, so, and I've been in Savannah since, uh, since ni- 1999, and, uh, you know, with our office in Atlanta, so we travel all over the southeast and uh, work on cases and try cases. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've had a lot of fun doing it, and, um, and so that's, you know, I mean, I've got my beautiful wife, uh, Leilani, and I've got two beautiful uh, daughters, Hannah and Ella, uh, who live down here with me. Yeah. So Great. So that's me. Um, so what else can we tell people about uh, this podcast or what we plan to do with this podcast, or have we already done it all? I think we've, I think we've done a pretty good job. I mean, I think the main thing to keep in mind is that there's always, there's so many ways to do, to approach a case and to handle a trial. I mean, everything throughout the case, really getting it up to trial, I think it's important for people to know that, you know, the two weeks you're in trial or a week you're in trial or a couple days you're in trial, you know, years of work lead up to that. But, um, you know, for purposes of, of the trial, there's so many different styles that can work and so many different ways to adapt to problems that you have in trial. And that's why, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, I hope people learn something from the podcast, but it certainly shouldn't be like the right or wrong way to do things. Right. It, you know, and that is interesting. You can't um, like it's it, it's interesting to hear about um, how each lawyer does something and, you know, and what they did in a particular trial that worked. But you always have to remember that um, you got to be yourself. Right. Because if the one thing that juries in my experience can tell is somebody who's being a phony or a fake. Um, and you, you have to be genuine. You have to just be yourself. And, you know, some lawyers are great at doing things where, you know, in trial that you look at and you just say, I could never do that. Um, you know, and, and, um, you just have to do what works for you. And, um, you know, and so while you can learn from other lawyers and while you can adapt some of the things that they do and or they can adapt from you, uh, at the end of the day, you still have to be, um, you know, true to yourself. 
Yeah, yeah. I know that sounds cliche. But it's true. It's true. It happens to be true. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about all different kinds of cases from all different jurisdictions and Mm -hmm. um, mainly civil cases. But although uh, we may we may, uh, you know, uh, get a couple of, uh, of, uh, you know, our friends who do criminal trials and maybe have them talk about some of the criminal trials that will give us some different aspects of what happens. And it's definitely a different animal. Right. uh, Doing a criminal trial versus a civil trial. Yeah. Uh, And um and so, uh, you know, uh, I, I think we'd be open to hearing and talking to any of those lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Big people from big law firms with big trial teams, small law firms with just a one guy. Right. You know, who set up shop, um, all kinds of, I mean, that's what I'm interested in hearing too. I mean, I'm so impressed by, you know, here with, here with our firm, we've normally got at least a couple lawyers on the case and, and great paralegals and some support. But um, I'm fascinated by the people that kind of try cases by themselves, right. that just do the whole thing. Um, so hopefully we can talk to some of those people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk somebody into coming and talking to us about it, like a massive loss that they had. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> you know, and along those lines with the massive losses, I mean, even if it's not in a loss, you can, there are always things in every trial where you tried something and it just didn't work. It right. just fell flat. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's interesting, sometimes more interesting to hear about what didn't work than, it, than what did. Right. Um, and so hopefully we'll hear some of those stories and, um, and hopefully you'll hear, you know, people talk about, yeah, I tried this, you know, one line of questioning and uh, the expert, you know, just blew it up in my face and I, you know, sat down with my tail between my legs right. and, and moved on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Well, uh, if we don't have anything else, Yvonne, then uh, I guess we'll conclude this uh, this short teaser and hopefully people are, um, you know, want to listen to the next shows that we have with some of the upcoming guests that, that we'll have on the show and uh, we're excited to do it. Yeah. And what about um, if people have ideas, if they either are yes. a lawyer or um, they've heard about a case they want to know about? Yes. Um, in fact, I have it written down here because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget okay. it. If I got you, ahead of you. If you, have a, <laughs> if, if you have an idea that you want to be featured on the show or have a lawyer you think we need to talk to, you can write us at info at greattrialspodcast.com. Uh, you can also go on the website, which is www.greattrialspodcast.com. Did I say that right? Dot com. And send those. And uh, and, and uh, I'm sure we're you know, going to reach out and talk to those people and, and um, hopefully have some great shows. Uh, also, uh, if you like what you hear, you can go on and rate and review us, which apparently is important it's in important. podcasting. Yeah. Um, rate and review us on... Apple Podcast or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I know there's a Google something out there. We're, we're, we're coming for that number uh, one spot, cereal, or whoever's, he, he whoever's number one right now. <laughs> so, but, you know, rate us really high. I mean, only yeah. five-star ratings, right? We don't want anything yeah. other than five-star ratings. Don't bother reviewing yeah. if it's going to be less than if five. If you think it's a one- or two-star rating, then, then just you know move what? on to the You're next podcast. You're busy. You have stuff to do. Right. Forget it. Forget right. we said anything. <laughs> Um, okay. 
Well, I, I think we've covered it all. Yeah, next, the, the next one, the rest of the episodes won't be about so much about us or me and my stomach, unfortunately. Right. Maybe there can be a spinoff. Yeah, exactly. You we'll know? keep that going. Yeah. If a hunt stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But the flip side will be if you don't want to hear more about me and my stomach, then the, the rest of these episodes are for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll be hearing from other people, less talking from us, more talking from other people uh, who uh, will have some great stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm excited. I think that does it. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? <laughs>